1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports.
2: On his way to the end zone. tell you what, that was a spectacular
1: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
2: What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it
1: again. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath,
2: and Ben.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Fantasy Football Today. Big show today. Fantasy Cops return. Football is almost back. It is Happy Football Eve, Dave. I know you're psyched.
2: I am very psyched. I can't wait for this game tomorrow. Uh, see the champions crush the Cowboys and force Dak Prescott to throw quite a bit in the second half. Turn Zeke into uh, a guy that ever says, "Why did you tell me to take him in round one? He wasn't that good." <laughs> and uh, Heath, you know. I don't mean to
0: start the season off on a negative note, but if Dave thinks that the Bucks are going to crush the Cowboys, well then we're going to have some lousy primetime games. Okay, we deserve I'm sorry, we deserve better than Bears Rams on Sunday and Ravens Raiders. The Raiders don't deserve a Monday night home game to start in week 1. Every year they get it every freaking year. We deserve better than this, Heath.
1: Who can I speak to? I don't yeah, I I um I don't share Dave's sentiment that this is going to be an uncompetitive game and I don't have any reason to believe that the other games will be uncompetitive as well. All all year long we are going to see great teams play down to the level of their competition. We're going to see bad teams have good games. There's no reason at all to think that any of these games are going to be blowouts week 1.
2: Mm. Oh, well, I mean, that,
1: not even te- the Texans. They're playing Jackson. Yeah. I think they, they might even win.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they might win too. But that's not a primetime game. Prime, time gang, prime time game. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, well, I know uh,
0: we, on our draftathon, R.J. White likes uh, likes the Texans in that game at least with the spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, more on that in a little bit. Well, actually, no, we're not going to talk. I don't think we're going to talk about that game. More on other more important <laughs> things in a little bit. Here are some some quick questions to start the show. Uh, where are you ranking Saquon Barkley for Week One? I'll start with you, Dave. Where are you ranking Saquon Barkley? What we know right now, it seems like he's likely to play, but might be on a snap count. It's only Wednesday, but if you have to make a decision, say Ronald Jones or Fournette or Giovanni Bernard, obviously you're starting Zeke over him, but where are you ranking Saquon Barkley?
2: I've got him 18th in PPR. I'm nervous about how much work he'll actually get. I think the matchup is going to be difficult. I'm concerned about the offensive line popping open <laughs> lanes for him. There's just there, there's too much in play that makes me nervous to trust Saquon like he's a number one running back. We're going to get to that point sooner than later, but it's not going to be week one, and I don't think it's going to be week two, short week against Washington. So have number two running back expectations.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough to start too many of the Thursday night backs because we have questions about Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard's workload as well. Saquon Barkley sure. might might lead in touches amongst that group. So he he's RB20 for me. I I've really struggled with Saquon versus some other backs like Josh Jacobs, like Daryl Henderson, like Miles Sanders, like that that class of backs. But I would start Raheem Mostert over Saquon Barkley this week. I would start Mike Davis over Saquon Barkley this week. There's people... You might be benching Saquon Barkley. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Which players will make or break your
1: fantasy teams? Which players will make or break your fantasy teams? Heath, get the spreadsheet Uh, out. Well, like, obviously, DeAndre Swift and Joe Mixon, I think, are the running backs. Um, A.J. Brown... And Tyler Lockett are the wide receivers. Mark Andrews and, uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are the two quarterbacks I drafted the most of. I don't think they're going to break my fantasy team.
0: They may not make your
1: fantasy team either, you know, because we just expect them to be great.
0: Yeah, they they, they might
1: only score 25 or 26 fantasy points a game.
0: Well, like for me, I, I have Tom Brady as my most rostered player, but I'm, I can't say he's going to make my teams, but he could certainly break it. Right,
1: if yeah, he, does, I don't if he know. doesn't do well. it. QB three this week. I think there's a sneaky chance that he could just break all of the records because of how good his passing receivers are, and he might make your team. Like he might be Aaron Rodgers from last it year. It might, might be. I'll be. I'll take that, Dave. Who's going to make or break your fantasy teams?
2: I've got Jonathan Taylor and Jerry Judy on a bunch of teams. They're in my lineups a lot. So <laughs> if Taylor and the Colts get off to a slow start because they're not in sync, and Seattle's defense is what they think it is in Seattle, they think their defense is really going to be great this year then I'm going to have a major problem. We know that Giants defense is underrated. We've talked about it before. If they if they can get to Teddy Bridgewater and bracket Jerry Judy, uh, I'm probably going to go 0-1 in a bunch of leagues.
0: Oh, all right. I was going season long here. I didn't know. You. That's fine. You take the week one approach. I like Listen, that. Listen, I got them hybrid.
2: in a lot of leagues, and I'm going to start them for several weeks to begin the year unless they get hurt. So if they don't get off to a, a hot start, uh, I'm in trouble with those guys.
0: Yeah, they might. I mean, they might against the Giants. You know, the Giants were fifth best against receivers, something like that. Last, Not quite that good. They were good against receivers, though. Uh, which player, now that the drafting is done, uh, maybe not, it's Wednesday, which player do you wish you had more shares of?
2: Hmm.
1: No regrets.
0: <laughs> Miles, I, I wish I had Miles Sanders. I don't know if I have Miles Sanders. either. Why? I I just think he's really good, and I think he's going to surprise people and and be and play more like a third-round pick than a fifth-round pick. I don't think he's going to—and I like him. Uh, I wish I had more of him. I don't think I have any—I have one David Montgomery team. But that's a dynasty league. Uh, I can't say I have a huge— regret. I'm not sure. Oh, C.D. Lamb. I, I, I never I have... ended up with Lamb, I don't think.
2: Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. I, I think I have Travis Kelsey on one team. Didn't get Kelsey on very many teams. Yeah, I have Mahomes on one big team that I've got. I took him in round five. There was a draft that I was in, <laughs> a 14-team league. Whoa. And I took Mahomes as the first QB off the board in round five. So that's the only league I have Mahomes in. And I I love watching Derrick Henry play. I always tend to gravitate toward those big guys at running back. <laughs> so I, I wish I had more of Derrick Henry because I'm going to watch him anyway.
1: Yeah, I think mine is uh, my two are Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf. Um, I was taking AJ Brown ahead of them and full PPR. I was taking Keenan Allen ahead of them. And so I didn't get very much DK Metcalf or Justin Jefferson. And that could make me sad at some point this year. All
0: right, Heath, let's accept the trade offer that I sent you last night. All right. What do you think?
2: It's a, good it. it's a good trade. It's a good trade. just not sure. Hold on, let me pull up the trade chart. Let's see how good this trade nah, is. it's a
1: 2QB league, so it's two not QB league. QB It's league. okay. It, it handles
2: a 2QB league now.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nice. So he has offered me Josh Jacobs and Jameis Winston.
2: Jake, is this PPR or non-PPR? Yeah. PPR? PPR? PPR. Yeah, Jacobs has the same value either way because he doesn't catch the Full ball. Well, PPR. Jacobs and Winston, got it. For Chris Carson. 2QB. Are you ready for this? Dead even on the trade chart. Dead even. They're both both sides are worth twenty three points on the trade chart. I don't
1: think it was an Azer trade.
0: No, not at all. No.
1: Um, I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure how much more I value Jameis Winston than Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. But you only have two quarterbacks. The the bigger and i don't like i i have josh jacobs on four teams i have chris carson on three teams so i don't really i don't really want to have five josh jacobs teams and two chris carson teams but but is that I, really I,
2: I'm, I'm considering, considering it, it. I'm sorry. okay all right he, well. is that is that a reason to not accept a trade because you you'll be too oversaturated on one player across all of your leagues like what if what if what if the trade offer was one that you really liked but you'd still have a lot of Josh Jacobs on your team. If I'd really like it, then it
1: would be a different story. I'm I'm very, like you just said, it's a dead even trade on the trade chart. I don't
2: Mm -hmm. particularly like it or dislike it. Great trade If it were a a no-brainer, you would take it. Oh, I would take it in a heartbeat, yes. And you would deal with having too much Jacobs. Give give me
1: another Patrick Mahomes or DeAndre Swift or Joe Mixon share. I'll do it. (laughs) Uh, All
0: right, listen, you know what's a no-brainer? The Pick Six Podcast. If you want just straight NFL talk, Pick Six is so funny, so fun, and so frequent. They have a ton of episodes. So, Pick Six Podcast is your top audio destination for comprehensive coverage of the 2021 season. Join host Will Brinson, who and make fun of him for never setting his lineup in the fantasy baseball league and going three and thirty-one or something like that. We played double headers, uh, something crazy. Uh, join Will Brinson and company for extensive game previews and all the picks you need. Yeah, a lot of picks. Uh, good, great show. Love the show. Recaps immediately after Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football games. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are found. All right, let's do our news and notes. We already talked about Saquon Barkley. Unlikely to have a full workload in week one, facing the very talented front seven of the Denver Broncos. Uh, I mentioned this, I think, on the live stream last night. But if you are trying to learn about matchups for this week, maybe you guys have some resources that you want to share as well. But Sharp Football Analytics ranks position groups. So they rank front sevens. They rank secondaries. And if you're like, hmm, well, does this my guy have a good matchup this week? You don't necessarily want to just look at fantasy points allowed from the previous season. Uh, But I just found that to be a useful tool. So, just going through kind of some of my research for week one, just wanted to was there, that was
2: there. Was there one position group that you were surprised by their ranking?
0: Well, the only problem I had with the front seven was it seemed a little pass rush heavy and not necessarily against the run.
1: So, I guess the, the Giants were not uh, rated very high in the uh, front seven.
0: No, not really. They were like 20th <laughs> or something. Um, the Ravens were the number one secondary. And who was the number two? I think the Bills were rated as having the second-best secondary. Interesting that and, they were that high.
2: Yeah, they were. Do you know where the Bills were rated for their front seven? Uh, I actually think I have the list up
0: right now. Yes, I do. Bills were 17th in their front seven. Uh, wow. This was okay. done on August 9th. Some things have changed. There have been some injuries. But, uh, you know, look, if, uh, if, Gregory, if if Gregory Russo and, and Boogie Basham are good— it's going to change things quite a bit. They were rounds 1 and 2 picks for the Bills. Um so they were 17th in their front seven. The top 5 front sevens are the Bucks, the Steelers, the Niners, the football team and the Rams. Uh but good good read there oh. from Sharp Football Analytics. Uh, Sharp Football Analysis. Sharp Football Analysis. I'm sorry. Yeah. .com. Okay, anyway, uh CEH and Daryl Williams are expected to play this week against Cleveland. Chris mentioned yesterday, that was a high-pitched, Chris mentioned yesterday on the stream, the YouTube stream, Tuesday nights, 8
1: p.m. Eastern,
0: that Odell Beckham could be limited to start the season.
1: Did you guys see this? Odell Beckham's been limited since he left the Giants. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: uh, but yes, like like not worth starting, not worth using, because he might play 25% of the snaps or something in week one. I, I'll look for it on The Athletic. I don't know if you guys saw that.
1: I just, like, one of the adjustments I had to make, I tried to make before this show, in case we were going to talk about them, to my rankings, they generally just start off solely projections. And when they were solely projections, Odell Beckham was not in my top 48 wide receivers, and so I just pushed him into the top 48 so I didn't have to hear the high-pitched Adam, Odell Beckham's not even in your top 48 receivers! Um, But (laughs) I don't want to start Odell Beckham in week one.
2: Uh,
0: I think he's no better
2: than a flex in week one. But...
0: All right, all right. I'm gonna to try to read this article now about Odell Beckham here. Um, but
2: I don't know. I I did, I was
0: unaware of this. Odell Beckham's Okay, OBJ's status for Week One. I was unaware of this. He's going to not play-a-lot thing, but I'll I'll look into it right now. Seattle left tackle Dwayne Brown is going to play. They gave him a new contract. That is good news. Baltimore signed Mark Andrews, four years, $56 million, $37.6 million guaranteed. That is good news for Mark Andrews. Meanwhile, two big running back items here. Justice Hill out for the season. The Ravens signed Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Tyson Williams, as of yesterday, was 50% rostered. What is the impact, Heath, of Le'Veon Bell going to the Ravens?
1: And I, I am still. I tweeted last night that I already deleted three Le'Veon Bell tweets, and I was just going to sleep on it. And I slept on it, and I don't feel any more clarity. I don't. I said this yesterday on FFT. I don't think current Le'Veon Bell is any better than current Justice Hill. And but his name is certainly much different. And if his name it and involves makes the Ravens give him the number two running back touches, then I would guess Le'Veon Bell is going to average like four and a half yards a carry because he's playing for the Ravens now. Um it's it's riskier for Tyson Williams, but if I had to bet, I would still bet that Tyson Williams has more touches than Le'Veon Bell this year.
0: Okay, Dave, let's talk about Latavius Murray. Okay. Oh wait, wait, we have a we have a buy or sell real quick. Buy or sell from Michael. Tyson Williams finishing with more points than Le'Veon Bell in PPR. Buy
2: or sell. Buy. I'll buy it. I, Williams needs to be on rosters. Le'Veon does not. All right, so Deep, just, just... Deeper rosters Le'Veon can be on.
0: Would you rather have Tony Jones or Tyson Williams?
2: Tony Jones. Tony Jones, yeah. Okay, Tony Jones needs to be on rosters as... And he's available in 66% of CBS Sports Leagues. Yeah, Saints released yeah. Latavius Murray.
0: Chris Godwin, limited with a quad injury. We're going to have to keep an eye on this. We're previewing this game later, but uh, Godwin propped up on the injury report.
1: And and I th- I think I saw... I was trying to find the actual tweet, but uh, Greg Allman had tweeted last night that we're probably going to have to wait, maybe it was yesterday. Probably going to have to wait until Thursday night to know for sure what Godwin's status is. I actually adjusted it. I've got right now Antonio Brown listed as the number 2 wide receiver for the Bucks this week.
0: Someone asked me, would you start Amari Cooper or Antonio Brown? And I said Antonio. I said Amari Cooper, but if Chris Godwin's out, does that become Antonio Brown?
1: Ah. Uh. Right now, I don't have Godwin out. I just have him limited, so I would still start Cooper. If Godwin was out, I would probably have both Evans and Brown ahead of
2: Cooper. Yes. Didn't Bruce Arian say something about how Antonio Brown looks like he did four or five years ago? Yes, yes he did in camp.
0: Uh, no, I think. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he said five or six, but you're right, four or five years ago, he's running four at or speed or four or five or
2: six or
1: seven. Five, yeah. You know, pick pick a number. Those years were similar. He looked similar four to seven years ago. He
2: looked, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, buy or sell from Alien Smithy.
1: Antonio Brown will be the top Bucks receiver this season. I'm selling. Sell, but it's much, much closer than their ADP ever represented. Sure.
0: Brandon Ayuk is practicing. Don't know about his workload at this point. How are you guys ranking Brandon Ayuk at Detroit?
2: I was excited about him, and I had him as a high-end flex before there was c- serious concern about him possibly missing the game. And so, like, if you're weighing Ayuk versus Antonio Brown, and we don't get clear news on Ayuk today before the game on Thursday, then uh, I-, I think you've got to go with Brown.
1: Number three wide receiver, like him more in non-PPR than full. Do you like Debo more than Ayuk this week? Not currently. Never.
0: No, but I mean I just don't know that Ayuk's getting his full snap share. That's all. I mean I I'll we'll have a better idea st- by Friday. You'd love to start him at Detroit. Yeah, we'll have a better idea. Uh Houston named Tyrod Taylor, it's starting quarterback, no surprise there. Uh Sony Michelle on track to play this week. This is what Ron Rivera said about Curtis Samuel. Quote, it's more about conditioning. Are you going to get 20 to 25 really good plays out of him? 20 to 25? I
1: Think I'm going to sit Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I wasn't going to start him if he was playing 50 plays, so I'm definitely not starting okay. at 20,
2: 20 <laughs> Well, he might get 50 plays, but 30 of them might absolutely suck, and 20 of them might be really good plays. That's Curtis Samuel we're talking about. San Francisco signed
0: cornerback Josh Norman for some depth. New Orleans signed cornerback Desmond Trufant. Cincinnati cornerback Trey Waynes missed all of last year, and now he's out week one with a hamstring injury. Supposed to be a starting corner for them, yep. and this is a revenge game for him against Minnesota, uh, but he will not play in it.
2: It does, uh, it does great things for the matchup for Cousins and his receivers. Uh, I think they should be on the DFS radar for this week.
0: And Jamison Crowder may be able to play in week one. Has not been ruled out yet. By the way, for Cousins, something we should, you should keep in mind. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the case. Jacob Gibbs will confirm for me. He crushes man coverage. So I do not know what the Bengals will be playing. But if he faces a team that's heavy man coverage... Kirk Cousins, I don't know why people play man coverage against him. Uh, I'm I'm going to tell you what
2: they did last year.
0: I'll text Jacob Gibbs to make sure that's true, but I'm pretty sure that's the case.
2: Mm-hmm. He just owns man coverage, Kirk Cousins. The Bengals played the 11th most man coverage, according to PFF, last year. You think Gibbs is asleep right now? It's 7.30 his time.
1: Ah, no, I doubt it. Um, so when you see 11th most,
2: mm-hmm. Wouldn't that, that's like, they were about average. Sure. I mean, it's, uh, they played more than a third of the snaps in man coverage. That's probably the better way to put it. But that means that they do dabble in it a lot more than most teams do.
0: All right, let's do some buy or sell all from the listeners. Here we go from Spud Falcon. Buy or sell Michael Carter runs away with the Jets starting running
1: back job before week four and runs for a thousand yards this season. I think it's more likely that Michael Carter is inactive week one than that
2: this happens. <laughs> I think both could happen. I would buy both of those statements, that he's inactive and they don't use him in week Thousand one. And then, by week four, and then by week four, he's the the main guy. I just i I can't believe that Tevin Coleman's going to get a lot of playing time ahead of him and that Ty Johnson is going to play ahead of him through week four. Kareem rises to the top. Heath. He's the best running back. I'm just
1: going to say... This and my, I maybe Michael Carter is cream, but Michael Carter is a day three running back who was a committee back in college and he just had a month competing against Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and Lamichael P. Ryan, and he's currently listed behind all of them. And hey, by the way, look at this graphic here. Uh, this is an old
0: Jacob Gibbs tweet Kirk, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins' passer rating 142.5 versus man defense is 21 points above second place. So yeah, Kirk Cousins crushes man defense. Uh, yeah, that's from last year, but thank you. Shraggy B. Now, hopefully we didn't wake up Jacob for nothing. I don't know. I can't see Michael Carter rushing for a thousand yards that he would have to average 58 yards per game rushing. Uh, I can't see him breaking a thousand yards. It is a little weird how he's fallen to third on the depth chart. He was never. He's never been anywhere. He's fourth, actually. Fourth, right, sorry, day. fourth. Well, remember he got, hey, Michael Carter got first team reps. That was
2: way the beginning of training camp. That was, that was when training camp started. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Maybe he's not ready. I don't know. All right, from Caleb. Caleb had a lot of good ones, so I put two Caleb buyer sells in here. Jarek McKinnon has more receptions than Clyde
2: Edwards-Elair this season. Well, I don't want to buy that. <laughs> I don't want to either. I don't want to buy it. It's like buying dental insurance.
1: I don't know if it will be McKinnon is my only problem, but I do project Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon combined to have more receptions than Clyde. I hope it doesn't I won't happen. buy it.
2: Okay. Clyde has more. Confidence in
0: Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that one comes true, it won't be good. If this one comes true, we're going to have a problem here. From Caleb again. by or sell, Pat Fryermuth finishes the season with more
1: touchdowns than Kyle Pitts.
2: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not buying that.
1: I, I'm not buying it, but it would be super, super duper fun.
2: <laughs> I would be very happy if it did happen. From Brent, I think everybody's kind of over overvaluing those two touchdowns that Fryermuth had against the Lions playing with Roethlisberger. I don't think that's a sign that he's gonna be their best red zone target. I think that was Rothelsberger making great plays and Fryermuth just being right place, right time.
0: I'm gonna go I'm gonna say Heath is in a fantasy sense rooting against Kyle Pitts.
1: No, I root for chaos generally when it doesn't impact me. And I didn't really, I drafted Kyle Pitts once. So I just pretty much always root for chaos outside of my own interests. And it would be it'd be really fun if Pat Fryermuth was the best rookie tight end this year. That would be fun. <laughs> it would be. All right, Brendo says, buy or, buy or sell AJ Green can get back to his old self. Didn't we see his old self last year? I believe that. He's an old Five. self,
2: all right.
0: I think he bounces back, but there's no way he's bouncing back to his old self. The question is, will he bounce back to fantasy relevance? AJ Green. I don't think so. I would it. sell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from Luis. Buy or sell, Rondell Moore will be second in targets on the Cardinals this season.
2: Mm. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it. Wow. He had a hard time staying healthy at Purdue. He's got... Some serious competition from both Green and Chase Edmonds. He could be close, but I don't think he'll be second.
1: I don't know who I would project to be. Se- like I, I'm sure didn't I didn't. Have-
2: you not I don't did don't
1: project. Project. <laughs> I, I have no idea who I projected to be second on the Cardinals, which makes me kind of want to buy it. Uh, <laughs> well, why don't we? Can Chaos? you guess? Targets.
2: Yeah. I I th- I think it's going to be Adam. Really who, who do you think Heath said? He said AJ Green. I'm gonna say Heath said, Rondell. I have um,
1: AJ Green at 89, Christian Kirk and Rondell both at 83. Okay, where do you have Chase Edmonds? 77. Okay. I'll take that.
0: All right, all right. From Tristan, buy or sell. Trey Lance does not take over as a full time quarterback unless Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured. Bye.
2: Well, The only other way it happens is if Kyle Shanahan gets impatient and doesn't like what Garoppolo is doing on the field. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to say it's going to take an injury. And unfortunately, if Garoppolo is playing less because Trey Lance is playing more each game, there's less of a chance of injury for Garoppolo.
0: Yeah, well, I think if we both buy that, if you both buy that, that Trey Lance doesn't take over unless there's an injury to Jimmy Garoppolo, then people have to... Obviously, we could be wrong about this, but you have to wonder how long you're going to really sit there and stash Trey Lance. Uh, All right. King Hassan says, buy or sell, there will be at least two teams with three wide receivers in the top 24.
1: No, I don't think so. At the end of the year, points per game or points? Total points. Total points. I think if if one of those teams with three receivers, everybody stays healthy, that could happen. But not two? Oh, two, teams? Two, teams. two teams. Two teams. No, I don't buy that. One will, but not two.
0: Who's the most likely? Bucks, Cowboys, Bengals, Steelers. Am I forgetting
2: anyone? Who's the most likely? Jets. <laughs> I'm gonna say Bengals. I will say Bucks and Steelers a little bit behind the Bucks.
1: I, the, I, the key is that you can't. Like, it'd be really helpful if they were all like 21 through 24. It's going to be difficult if one of the receivers is top 12. From
0: Juan, Justin Herbert will outscore Russ, Dak, and Rodgers in six point per passing touchdown leagues. Sell. I will sell. From Drew, buy or sell, Dak Prescott will immediately begin producing the same elite numbers we saw last season pre injury. I hope so. But sell. no, I mean, he, I just, he, be- he threw way too much last year to, to expect that to happen but again.
1: I, I, He's averaged 330 yards per game since Kellen Moore became the offensive coordinator. I'm just saying
0: specifically the last year. uh, He can't do that. But he could do... Well,
1: he was on pace. He was throwing for 420 yards a game. No, he can't do that. Right, right, right. But he could do what he did in
0: 2019. Uh, The combination of the two. Oh, you think he could be even better than 2019? For sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just needs a, a higher touchdown rate. A little bit of an outlier. Would be nice. Uh, let's see. From Frank Serio, buy or sell. Trey Sermon is a top twenty running back this year. Sell. So,
1: I think Trey Sermon will have weeks where he's a top twenty running back for sure, but not for the whole year. Right.
0: All right, everybody, buy or sell. We as a society pay way too much for our mobile service. Cell phones. Yes, buy it. It's a fact, and it's annoying. We don't have to take it anymore. I want to tell you about Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service for, get ready for this, $15 a month. Incredible. Learn more right now about Mint Mobile at mintmobile.com FFT. That is mintmobile.com FFT. Okay, how could this be possible? 15 bucks a month. Well, they don't have any stores. This is an entirely wireless Service here. Why? Uh, they cut out the retail stores and pass the savings down to the customer. So now you want to know: Is the service good? Yes, it is. I'm now using Mint Mobile. The service is excellent. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Do you need to change your phone? Do you need to change your number? Who wants to do that? Well, you don't have to. You don't have to with Mint Mobile. You keep your phone. You keep your contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Just is so easy to do. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. I mean, this is how it works. You don't have all the, all the expenses of having stores. It's online only. They pass the savings down to you. It's incredible. Try uh, to get their new wireless plan. For 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash FFT. That is mintmobile.com slash FFT. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash FFT. Dave, it is time um, for our Thursday night preview. Nah, 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 nah. Nah. Dallas at Tampa Bay. All right. Tampa Bay. I, I mean, like, what
2: what are we doing here? Who are we sitting? I don't think you can feel great about Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette or Giovanni Bernard. The game script will probably suggest that the Bucks will run the football a decent amount. I think there's a good chance of that unless Dallas builds a lead and keeps it competitive and the Bucs have to throw in the second half. And it's not like it's a, 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 a bad matchup, but I think the Cowboys could be a little bit better against the run than they were last year just by having Micah Parsons at linebacker. I would I would be very hesitant to start Ronald Jones uh, outside of DFS where you're just trying to catch a little lightning. We don't know how much work he's going to get. We think he's going to start. We think he's going to be the the lead back for Tampa Bay. But you, I, I honestly, I think they're going to go with the hot hand deal, where you'll see Jones for a series, Fournette for a series. Maybe that happens again in the first half, and then whoever is doing better is who gets the ball in the second half. No guarantee that it's going to be Ronald Jones. Yeah,
1: I would. Geo is my favorite running back in PPR on the Bucs. I'm not starting Michael Gallup. I don't really want to start any of the tight ends. I would consider Gronk and non PPR. I'm really excited to see O.J. Howard because Brady was talking him up again yesterday. I think there's a chance O.J. Howard could be the best tight end in this game and the best tight end in the Bucs this season, but Gronk would be my favorite to start. And um, I. We'll have to see what information we get on Chris Godwin.
0: I, I mean, I want to give this stat, but I just don't think it's relevant. But in terms of the tight ends, the Bucks weren't very, were not very good again. The Bucks really didn't have a good pass defense last year. It was weird. They've got such a great pass rush. They have good cornerbacks. At least I think they do. Uh, they, I guess they didn't really play all that well last year. So they Tyree Kill didn't think so. Tyree Hill did not think so. <laughs> um, and the tight ends. I mean, they were twenty first against tight ends. Six of the last, not even counting the Travis Kelsey, who had eight for 82 against the Bucks, which wasn't even great. The next eight games, six tight ends had 70 yards or a touchdown against Tampa Bay. Irv Smith, Hayden Hurst twice, Logan Thomas, Robert Tunyon, and then Kelsey again in the Super Bowl. So they struggled against tight ends, but I don't think anyone can sit here and tell you to start
1: Blake Jarwin or Dalton Schultz. I, I have Blake Jarwin 12th in PPR, right. um, but... There is The concern is that Dalton Schultz is too involved and there's too much sharing going on, just like with Gronk and O.J. Howard. But I think Jarwin is by far the better downfield option, and I'm really encouraged by the fact... I know death charts don't really mean that much, but I'm really encouraged by the fact that he came from where he was at the beginning of training camp to the fact that he was listed as the starter for Week 1. So I, I do think Jarwin's the best tight end, and in full PPR, he's the one I have highest ranked in this game. Okay.
0: And the thing is, you know, when you look at last year, there aren't too many teams that return their entire starting defensive unit, but the Bucs are one of them. They're going to be down to starting safety in this game. But I think, you know, you could look at the personnel hasn't changed. They return all 22 starters. So maybe there are some parallels that you can draw there or, or you know, maybe some lessons you can learn. Cowboys, on the other hand, have a very different defense. They have a new defensive coordinator. Dak Prescott and Tom Brady are no-brainers, right?
2: Yes, they are no-brainers. I would start Brady over deck, but yes, same.
0: I mean, Ezekiel Elliott legitimately has a very, very difficult matchup. Uh, Tampa Bay has now allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs two straight years. When they had stud defensive tackle Vita Vea in the lineup for five games last year, they gave up 2.5 yards per carry to running backs. Alvin Kamara had 12 carries for 16 yards. Christian McCaffrey had 18 carries for 59 yards. Uh, now they both have big games because they scored and they caught passes. But uh, my question is, my long winded question: is there anyone that you're starting over? Is it can use? Is there a scenario where you're sitting Ezekiel Elliott?
2: It's hard Not to me. find one in PPR. Um, yeah, I don't think there's one in PPR that I would that I would consider. In non PPR, I I do have Gus Edwards higher. I do think Gus Edwards can have a slightly better game.
0: Yeah, odds are if you have both of them, you're starting both of them. And then in terms of Cooper, like we we know that Cooper sometimes struggles with tough defensive back matchups. Is that a consideration in this game? No. No. All right. So just just start the guys you, start the guys you drafted to be starters in this in this particular matchup here. Watch the news on Godwin. Watch the news on Godwin. Antonio Brown, assuming Chris Godwin plays, Antonio Brown is where in your wide receiver rankings?
2: Wide receiver 3. You said Godwin?
0: No, no, Antonio no, Brown. Brown. He's Brown's what? a wide receiver three. Oh, he's a wide receiver three. Okay.
2: I was like, wide receiver three? That seems pretty high. Not the number three.
0: And that's pretty much it for this game.
2: No 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 na, no na, no. Nah. Na.
0: Hey, you guys wanna give me your NFL picks? Divisions? Yeah.
2: For what? The for this game? Or no, the divisions seasons, and whatnot. The season, Dave. Okay, okay. All right. All
0: right, let's go at AFC East. Hold on, I gotta make Shrager, you're going to have to. I'm going to lose all this information. So you're going to have to. Have to.
2: <laughs> I guess I can write
1: it down. All let's right. see. Who can I make mad this year with my picks? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's start with
0: the AFC East. Bills. Yes, the Bills. Mm-hmm. Like, you just say the Bills. Give me a break.
1: I'll say Bills. AFC North. Ravens. Cleveland
0: Browns okay I've given this zero thought uh I'll go Baltimore too I'm just gonna say whatever he says thanks AFC South Titans Tennessee yeah Tennessee yeah AFC West yeah right. Chiefs
2: across,
0: Chiefs across the board wild card teams
2: well the first one will be Baltimore. The second one will be New England, and the third one will be Denver. Interesting. Okay.
1: Um, I'm going to go with New England and the Chargers hmm. and the Colts. Boy, it's really wide
2: open, huh? For the wild card, there's probably going to be two spots that are wide open.
0: All right. I'm going to give Cleveland and Pittsburgh. We have three AFC North teams in there. I almost did that in the West. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and the Patriots. I'm going right with the Patriots over the Dolphins.
2: Mm. We're going to get killed for not putting the Texans in there.
0: We're going to get, Nobody has the Dolphins in the playoffs. It's,
2: we're going to get killed for not having the Texans in there.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. All right. The NFC East. The NFC East. Cowboys. Washington. Okay. Here we go. Here's the big upset pick. The NFC East winner will be. Oh, no. No, you're not going to say. No. Phil- He's already
1: done it on Twitter. You the,
0: st- stick with it. I changed it. it. The Philadelphia Eagles are winning the NFC East. Wow. They have, I thought you were going
2: to go full homer. They
0: have by far the easiest schedule. Because there are now, this actually is actually kind of interesting. There are now three with the eighteen-game season, with the set, with the seventeen-game season, eighteen weeks. There are now three extra games. You know, every team in the division plays the same schedule except three extra games. The team that finished in first place plays three first-place teams from last year. The Eagles get three last-place teams from last year. They get, mm-hmm. they get the the Jets. Like Washington has to play the Bills. As their extra game. The Eagles get the Jets. I think they get the Lions and I think the Niners or something. Who finished last in the NFC They West? get the
2: Niners. Lions, Niners, and Jets. Yeah,
0: so the Eagles Washington have a big edge the there. Washington
2: gets the Packers, Seahawks, and Bills. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's that's potentially a three-game swing <laughs> between the Washington and Philadelphia. So, yeah, it's I know it's crazy. Except but.
2: I think the Jets and the 49ers could actually be... Oh. Fairly competitive. Oh, the Niners. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah. The Eagles aren't going to beat the Niners.
2: So that's a two game swing. The Jets
0: suck. Uh, NFC North. They'll probably lose a lot of games. NFC North. Who we got? Packers.
2: I'll take the Vikings.
0: Ooh. Ooh. All right. I want to talk about easier
2: schedules.
0: Yeah, probably. Where
2: did Green Bay finish? Where did Minnesota finish? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, NFC South.
2: Tampa Bay. Well yeah, Adam. You didn't give an NF- A- NFC North pick.
0: Uh, Green Bay. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, all around. NFC West, tough one. Tough one. This is. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. Rams.
2: I, I I I agree with you, Adam. I think this is tough. I think you can make the case for any of those four teams. Yeah. I will ride with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks.
0: All right, Seattle Rams, and I'm gonna go San Francisco. All right. Okay. 3 wild cards Ooh. here. 3 wild cards. Definitely the Seahawks and 49ers. I'm doing Dave first here in my list, so oh, Dave one Okay. So no, Go, I got
2: to think about it. So the Packers will be a wild card team. The Rams will be a wild card team. And <laughs> let me see. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, This is tough because, excuse me, I'm not sure if there's another really good team. Well, the
1: 49ers get the last place schedule. Just pick them.
2: No, I don't want to just pick them.
1: All right, Heath, you're on the
2: clock. I don't know. I got to think about this. Dave lost his pick.
1: Rams, 49ers, and... Pretty sure um, you picked the Rams to win the division. Okay, then Seahawks, 49ers, (laughs) and Vikings.
0: Yeah, I like the Vikings, too. All right, my wild card teams will be the Rams, the Seahawks, and, yeah, I guess the Saints. are. Do I really have the Saints missing the playoffs? They always make the playoffs. Yeah, Minnesota with the improved defense. I'm going to go with Minnesota. Did you guys not put Washington in the playoffs? I did not.
1: Wow. Yeah, I'm changing my Minnesota to Washington. All right. Okay, there you go.
2: Uh, crap, man. I don't. I don't really have a good feel for who that third wild Just card team will be. Eagles, Dave. Put me down for the Carolina Panthers. Is that serious? I can't believe. Yeah, I. I can't believe I'm saying that because okay. it's Sam Darnold. Maybe PJ Walker will take over.
0: All right. All right, Ben. You got it all recorded. All good to go.
2: Just send it over to you. Excellent. Aren't we supposed
1: to pick other things?
0: Oh yeah, who's gonna win the Super Bowl?
2: Super Bowl,
1: Panthers.
2: <laughs> no, uh, I will pick the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl over who? Tampa Bay. Keith, Chiefs over Tampa Bay. Ooh, rematch, revenge, rematch. rematch.
0: I'm going Bucks over. Yeah, rematch. Bucks over Chiefs again. Again. Yeah, I know. Boring. Oh.
1: Chiefs over Packers. Let's go. Chiefs over Packers. All right. That's what I almost said. Yeah, it was close to that one.
0: I would love to see it. Love to see it. You know what else I love? I love the fantasy cops. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're laying down the law in in your fantasy football leagues. Fantasy cops right after this on Fantasy Football Today.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
0: If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. All right, first from Brian from the Diamond City. If you have any league disputes, send in your emails. Put Fantasy Cops in the subject line. It has to say Fantasy Cops because that's what I do. I do an inbox search for Fantasy Cops, so put it in the subject line. at CBSI.com. All right, sorry. I'm in a league that was 10 teams with two flex spots. This year, we added two more teams, so now it's a 12-team league. The commissioner then asked if we should keep two flexes or go to one because we added teams. A lot of managers didn't have an input one way or the other, so it was changed to one flex. We had our draft, and no one said anything during the draft. A day or two after the draft, a few managers started throwing a fit because they thought it was, and they still want it to be, two flexes. In the same group message, they proceeded to take a vote if we should have two flexes or or one. There were about seven votes total. The commish and a manager are now going to delete the league and input the draft manually since they can't add more positions once the draft has occurred. So I guess they're going back to two flexes. I don't want to give my input on what side I'm on, but what is your opinion? Should it go back to two or should it be one? It was changed to one, and then people started flipping out, and now they're going back to two.
1: I mean, the commish has to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> like it's your job to establish order and reason within the league, and you have quite clearly failed. So, step one: find a new commissioner. Uh, step two: you can't, you can't. Like, if you're going to change the rule back to two flexes, then you have to do the draft over.
0: Uh oh, yeah, like draft new teams.
1: So, like, you guys can decide that if you want to, but you got to do the draft over. You can't change the rules after the draft.
2: I think it's one flex this year, next year, two flexes. Everybody knows it's going to happen. Keep it moving.
0: This is from Tim. My commissioner wanted to change our keeper league to a dynasty league. We could keep three players going into this year's draft. So we did that, and then we drafted. Then after the fact, we found out that our platform won't allow us to convert to dynasty. We can make it a 34 keeper league. Yes, we have 34 roster spots. But we'd have to not keep at least a few players in order to have a rookie draft next year. And we'd have to force teams to keep their players. To me, that isn't Dynasty. Should we, A, make it a 34-keeper league, force teams to keep 30 players? B, make it a normal keeper league? C, make a new Dynasty league and give each team their same roster? Or D, something else?
1: Why do you have to force people to keep thirty keepers if it's a thirty-four keeper league? And what's the difference between a thirty-four keeper league and a dynasty league?
0: Well, they have to keep only thirty so they can have roster spots for a rookie draft. That's what he said. Right, but
2: we we need that in our dynasty league. You know how you create those roster spots? You cut players you that to you don't cut want. you just like they anymore. do in the NFL. Yeah, we, I, right, we cut I, players in our dynasty league every year. Yeah,
1: and seems half very the league probably has an illegal roster right now. <laughs>
2: Because our commission needs to be fired.
1: <laughs> I would love it, please, <laughs> please. I'm begging you. Should we where the, the last place team as
2: the new commissioner? Uh, uh, that's I, each I don't even care. Whoever wants to be the new commissioner? What do you want to but tell you're Tim? Good man. at it, Heath. You're good at being the commissioner. What do you want to tell Tim?
0: Um, yeah. Why don't you make a dynasty league and give each team the same roster? Problem solved. Yeah. Like it? Oh, that's not. Oh, that was from Tim. This is from another Tim. I'm the commissioner. Two Tim's. What are the odds? I know. I'm the commissioner of a fantasy league on a different website. We post keepers on a message board over two weeks before an online draft. When inserting one player's keeper, I mistakenly inserted Josh Allen from Jacksonville instead of Josh Allen from Buffalo. I recognized (laughs) this about 15 minutes before the draft and I tried to change it, but the app would not allow me to change any keepers and locked all players. Uh, After searching through the settings, there was no option to stop or pause the draft. Therefore, the only option available was to notify everyone in the chat to not draft Josh Allen of Buffalo. Everything else was proper and remained unchanged, including the corresponding round the original team was supposed to keep Josh Allen in. I notified the league via live chat not to draft Josh Allen or he would have to be removed. But of course, one team, not an auto pick, drafted Josh Allen in the third round. I resent the message asking him why he did that and that Allen would have to be removed. No response. I emailed him, no one has his number, telling him that Josh Allen would be removed and he should pick up another quarterback. No response. I sent an additional message via the direct message on the app. No response. After the draft, of course, I had to transfer Josh Allen over to the proper manager. The guy who drafted him claims he's being punished and it isn't fair. He states that he was drafting on his phone so he didn't see the live chat and he didn't see any of the other messages on time. Other drafters on their phone did see the messages. Additionally, all keepers were posted over two weeks before the draft so everyone could plan accordingly. He was aware Josh Allen was being kept, and he drafted him anyway. Um, What a weasel. Yes. Anyway, he was drafting fourth, so he was ninth in waiver wire priority. I moved him up to first for compensation. Outside of he's that, good. I don't know what else I can do. He said that's not enough, and he wants me to give him, who I picked in the third round, to compensate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Any this is suggestions? The worst. This is the worst. He's, other should, than kicking him out of the league, like, what should we do here, guys? First of all, you should kick him out of the league <laughs> if, if he's going to act like this. And you don't even have his phone number for crying out loud? Yeah, not like, even a friend. Some, but right. Do you even know this person's real name? It's probably not Tim. It's J. So Allen. I, uh, I think... I think you've got to do what you got to do as a commissioner. Put Josh Allen on the right team. And you know what you should really do is put Josh Allen from Jacksonville in (laughs) Josh Allen's place on the offending manager's team. He's got Josh Allen in Jacksonville. He doesn't get any compensation. He didn't follow the rules. He didn't pay attention. These are the types of deadbeat fantasy managers that make me angry, but I want to play with them anyway because they're easy money in my leagues he should get to stay this year and if you don't have his phone number and you don't have a way to contact him next year then you boot his ass out he's out yes. i'm tired of people like this man if you're gonna play fantasy play fantasy be into it this is annoying
1: and uh i i love can't it. believe how mad i I, am. I love it and i agree with everything dave said there should be some sort of self-imposed sanctions on the commissioner because had you just done your job the correct way this wouldn't have happened
2: it was an honest mistake Yep. it was it, it was an honest mistake. I don't think he Dave.
1: purposely. Managed. This is the consequence. <laughs> there the are no consequences, are you consequences you here. You have to deal with this whole mess. No, right? No, the there shouldn't be an additional mess. consequence. This on guy, yeah. this guy
0: lied. This guy lied. He knew what he was doing. He I, knew what he was doing. He could have seen. I everybody,
1: other who, everybody who's, saw the who's chat. In this situation, I have no reason to ascribe honesty to one party and not to the other.
0: Well. Tim who emailed said for him to for him to say that he didn't know Josh Allen was was not being kept or was being kept is misleading. And everybody else who drafted on their phone saw the messages. So I just don't believe this guy. I think he I think he pulled a fast one on them, or he tried anyway, and just, you know. Be better, Tim. Oh. All right. Here's one from Do you guys remember <laughs> do you remember last week we read one of uh, the two fantasy managers sort of colluding to draft all the running backs and hurt the other teams?
2: Yes, Okay. which was also dumb AF.
0: Okay, here we go. Ready? This is from Kyle. Uh, Please read this letter on the air because I'm very sure that the Fantasy Cops question from August 31st was my league mate. Dear Chase from a city more than a mile high, which is Evergreen, Colorado, elevation 7,220 feet, next time you want to write into a podcast that you know, I, your commissioner, also listens to Please use a fake name and a less obvious location when asking about <laughs> when asking about how to pull off borderline collusion. Unlike David Heath who think you should be kicked out of the league for conspiring to try and draft all the running backs with your plethora of early round picks, I don't care. Why? Because you will squander them all anyway. I'm glad I've gotten in your head enough that you have resorted to this. I won last year without a first-round pick, and I'll win again this year without a first, third, fifth, or seventh-round pick. I'm going for the three-peat, so have fun overdrafting dead zone running backs to, quote, stick it to me while I make savvy moves to crush your soul. Fantasy football is bleeping back, baby. I can't (laughs) wait to share this with the league on draft day.
2: First of all, I don't think this has ever happened in the history of our podcast where we had... A second person from the league right in after they recognize somebody else from their league. It definitely hasn't happened with the fantasy cops. Didn't happen with fantasy. It's, ha- it's happened
0: before. It, it has happened. It has. But you has? know, well, you're not on every show, so I wouldn't expect you to know that. But it it has happened maybe last once. year. Mm, pro- probably not. No, okay. it's very rare, Dave. It's very rare and very okay, awesome. Okay. Very awesome. But it, it's it's hilarious. He's going to kick you out of the
1: podcast. Don't laugh at Dave. I'm not the one that's crushing his soul right here. Like right after he just said it's never happened before. Now you're wrong. You're what wrong. has happened? But it's, it's never happened
2: before. Listen, I, how many your shows Kyling have we done over 11 years? right now? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. it, it's very this rare. Is, this is the type cool. of person that I want to play my fantasy leagues with. Someone yeah. who's excited about playing fantasy, and I, I love that he listens. Thank you for listening, and that you recognized your league mate. Um, yeah, busted. Yeah.
0: All right, and now we go to our Apple po- Thank you, by the way, for the Fantasy Cop questions. Good stuff. Uh, Apple podcast questions. Thank you for the five-star reviews. These are always great. Uh, we On our mailbag show that we read on Friday that airs on Saturday, we read a lot of Apple podcast questions. So if you want, you can get some start-sit questions going in Apple podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review, though. Let everybody know what they're missing. If they're not listening to the show, let everyone know why you like fantasy football today. Uh, and try to get them in early because they, sometimes they take a little while to populate. From Wake Up Twenty Three, who's the best flex option in PPR? Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, Brandon Cooks, Chase Edmonds, or Corey Davis? Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, Cooks, Edmonds, or Corey Davis.
2: I'm quickly rifling through my rankings to make sure that I, I think, I, think have I have Henderson. Hender- I think it's Corey Davis. For me, it's Henderson. I want to say something about Corey Davis. I'm
0: a little, I'm a little worried that uh, we're gonna get a big reality check. On Corey. Yeah, you you can't just sit there and look at one
1: guy and throw to him every time once the regular season starts and defenses are and actually scheming. Ex- like, we're not expecting that. We haven't ranked at the top twelve wide receiver if we were. I we've basically I think just got him ranked like what he, he is, what he was last year.
0: Well, but uh, eh, I don't know. But why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take Cooks? I know he's not going to be what he was last year, but he's got Jacksonville. Yeah, he's the only good option on the team. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I actually think Corey Davis could be heading into a challenging matchup. I like the cornerbacks, from yeah, Carolina and the pass rush for Carolina. That's why I picked them to be the last wild card team. I,
1: I have Henderson, Corey Davis, and Brandon Cooks within like two tenths of a fantasy point. So,
0: okay, okay. So uh, what's the answer? So Heath says Corey Davis, very, I'm very slightly. Dave, I'll Henderson. take Henderson. Henderson. Okay. Henderson. Uh, from Sam P. Dear Marty. Jonah, Wendy,
1: and Charlotte. Heath, when's it coming back? I don't know, but I can't wait. I think is it November? I am not sure. He, Dave, are a you lot in on, things coming back in November? Are you in on Ozark? Billions? What's that?
0: Dave, you in on Ozark? No. Tremendous. The I once talked about watching it. Late twenty twenty one. All right, all right. Uh, choose my week one flex half PPR. Juju Rojo. Callaway and Gage. Juju, Rojo, Callaway and Gage.
2: Juju. I will take Juju Smith Schuster.
0: Aren't you really high on Callaway, Heath?
1: I I'm really I've got him and Juju very, very similar. Uh, both of them a lot better in PPR than non
2: PPR, but I like Juju over Callaway. Juju's right. gonna be open for those short targets against Buffalo and the way that Buffalo's defense tends to play. They, they don't want to give up the big play. So lots of zone, lots of underneath throws to Juju. He'll have a good game.
0: As a commissioner, I don't know who this is from, someone in my league spent 90, 90, of of their fab budget, 90 out of 100 of their FAB budget on Jared Cook and Tyrell Williams. Should I consider giving his FAB back if he did not understand how FAB works or have him accept the consequences? I don't mind giving back, but I don't
1: want the league to get mad. It, is this the first year your league has ever done fab did you explain to them what it means before you made the change like that's the that's the question yeah but probably not probably so probably so. stuck with it
2: <laughs> that is, you can be bad. nice and give him back like 10 of his fab if you really really feel sorry for him but otherwise like, it's a big n to the o i wouldn't mind like if you're
1: gonna but i do think if you give him 90 dollars of his fab back he loses jared cook and tyrell williams
2: of course oh darn no please <laughs> <laughs> and now your emails at fantasyfootball at
0: cbsi.com you Just think maybe he show? meant to
2: spend nine instead of 90 no because know. he did it twice uh yeah you know all right, Nick from a
0: NorCal town where Charles Swartz is from,
2: must be Truckee.
0: Okay, half PPR. Who has the highest floor, and who has the most upside this week? Chase Claypool or Jalen Waddle?
2: It's Claypool for both. I think Claypool is the correct answer.
0: Mike from Midlothian, Illinois. You know he, Oh, all right. He's a long time listener. And every, Midlothian, I just, what is that
2: place like, Dave? It seems so strange to me. It's a weird name. It's one of many um, hardworking Chicagoland suburbs.
0: Okay. From, uh, he says, hey. Good uh, people. A uh, thread, people. Albert, Father, Beoka. I don't know. And I thought, <laughs> this is from The Last Kingdom on Netflix. I'm just not <laughs> even going there. 12-team uh, half PPR league with two flex spots. <laughs> Who should I start from this group? Pick two half PPR. Juju, Deontay, Jamison Crowder, Daryl Henderson, Cole Komet, and JD McKissick.
2: Grab your yellow towel. You're starting two Steelers.
1: Yeah, I was, half PPR, I might have Henderson over Juju. I was just trying to look. Um, that, that would be very, very close. But definitely Deontay. And let's go with uh, let's go with Henderson. Yeah, I, I, for for what it's
0: worth, I'm, it's probably not worth much. But the Steelers' passing game was horrible against the Bills last year, so a little risky to start both of them. Noah in the capital of California, Sacramento. Yes, home of Carmichael, Dave. <laughs> hey, Derek, Rich, Jamarcus, and Carson.
2: Raiders, quarterbacks.
0: Ten-team full PPR. Please choose two. Russell Gage, Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris, Raheem Mostert, Jamar Chase, Amonra St. Brown, and Johnnie Smith. I'm going to eliminate Gage, St. Brown, and Smith, so let me read it again. Pick two. Edmonds, Damian Harris, Mostert, and Jamar Chase.
1: Mostert and Edmonds.
2: Um. Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna lean that way too. And you have no, no issue. Got to be one of them
0: with me eliminating Gage, Saint Brown, and Smith. Right? We're not yeah. starting.
2: That. I, I might, I might put Harris in there. I might put. I know he's not gonna catch the ball.
0: All right. Last emails from Adrian. Adrian's in a Go ten later. team. Yeah, a ten team half PPR league. He has Nick Chubb. He also has Kareem Hunt. And he has Miles Gaskin and Chase Edmonds. Uh, I find myself thinking I should start Chubb and Hunt on a weekly basis. I recalled last season that there were games when both went off since Cleveland runs their offense through the backs. I checked the scoring from last season. Both backs were top 10, even though Chubb missed four games. Am I crazy to think they could do this again? Considering week one is at the Chiefs, I figure this is a relatively safe week to deploy my theory, given Hunt's involvement in In the passing game, tell me why I shouldn't do this all season long. Start both Browns running backs.
2: There were only five games out of 12 that they were both active for. I believe they were both active for 12, where they both scored at least 13 PPR points. So I would start there as a reason to not start both.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about what happened to Hunt down the stretch. And like we talk about his involvement in the passing game. In their playoff game against the Chiefs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combined for three catches for six yards. Um, Hunt was actually better in that game because he scored the touchdown. And I, I wouldn't start Hunt over Gaskin. I wouldn't hate starting Hunt as a flex this week. Yeah,
0: and maybe going. From, well, you mean this week or most you mean?
1: Weeks, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's not really it's not really maximizing your your upside there.
2: Wouldn't and, you want to do it when the Browns have a great? matchup where they should be able to run the ball a ton
0: well this is a pretty good matchup isn't it i mean it's a, it's a ton of points know. and they're gonna just, you know they're gonna need to score
1: the thing we you don't know because i think the chiefs generally speaking will allow you to run the ball between the 20s it is a pretty mm-hmm. good matchup for yards per carry um but you don't know some teams go in thinking man if we could just run and keep it away from the chiefs and that doesn't usually work that's not right. what the browns tried to do last
2: year what the chiefs
1: are inviting you to do
0: chiefs have the 18th best front seven according to sharpfootballanalysis.com there we go everybody thanks so much for listening preview a game it is uh, officially football season we will talk to you tomorrow with starter sit for the afc home games uh have a good one everybody and talk
2: to you this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else